Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Again, folks, there is nothing. What do we concede? Concede what? There's nothing to concede. I can't say this enough. His race has not been called. The electors don't even meet who actually elect the president from the states for the liberals watching. They seem to think this is a popular vote, direct democracy election. It is not. You may want to check the Constitution. They don't even meet till December 14th. What's the, what's the rush? I don't understand. I mean, we're just taking the advice of Hillary Clinton, right? Joe Biden should concede under no circumstances should he issue a concession. It's her advice. I think we'll take it. Although I wouldn't even go as far as Hillary. There are a number of conditions you should concede a race, including when you lose it. We haven't lost anything. Not yet. I'm going to go through today some election oddities that are awfully strange about this election again. And I'm going to go through what I kind of teased yesterday. Big camera wink. What I kind of teased yesterday about the nursing home debacle in Pennsylvania. No, no, I'm, I'm not being trying to be ironic. Or funny. It's not a coronavirus story. This is a voting story. Weird. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity from prying eyeballs. Get a VPN today. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. We're doing good, brother. So um, lots of stuff on the plate. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I know. Listen, um, I, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna get to our sponsor, and I, I have a really important thing to say. So okay. um this has been hard for me. So uh, just give me a second. Let me get through our sponsors. They paid a lot of money to talk right, to man. you and they're good companies. So we appreciate it. Um, and thanks, Joe, for your deference there. I know you know what's going on. Right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, working from home has its challenges. So hotels are advertising daytime room reservations for guests seeking quiet, distraction-free work environments. But according to the FBI, accessing sensitive information from hotel Wi-Fi poses an increased security risk over home Wi-Fi networks. Hackers can exploit lax hotel Wi-Fi security to steal work and personal data. NG, no good. That's really bad. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It affected mine. I had my identity stolen. I kid you not. They bought a bunch of what? Marty, you know, they bought a bunch of real estate programs. Took me a year to clean that mess up. I got LifeLock years ago after that for me and my family. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. You could miss identity threats by only monitoring your credit. Well, that's why we have LifeLock. That's why I have LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity thefts like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they'll send you an alert. Listen, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock can see threats you might miss on your own. Join now. Save up to 25% of your first year. Go to LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Don't mess around with your identity. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Go today. All right, Joe. Let's go. The bell. The bell. Uh, yeah, the bell. I'm usually excited to hear the bell. Mm. We even have the Kenny bell for a replacement just in case. Yeah. Thank you, Kenny, for the new wrench, by the way. But I, did, I didn't need it. I appreciate it. But Kenny's been very good to us. He gave us an old wrench here. <laughs> you scrolling down to the Kenny bell for... So... Folks, I, I want to address something. I, I obviously read your emails and you matter to me more than anything. I ran for office because you mattered to me. I was an activist because you mattered to me. And these principles mattered to me. I feel we share these principles. 
That's why our show was the number one show in the entire country um, yesterday, podcast. Uh, and we appreciate that. I want to tell you about my situation um, with Fox News because I, again, I read your emails and I understand your discontent and I know they do too, whether I can tell you that for a fact. But there are significant and principled disagreements um, about election night coverage. I'm part of those disagreements. We get it. I get it. I hear you. There's a lot going on right now um, with me and I'm going to be taking a break for a while there. I think some of you have noticed and emailed me about it. I haven't been avoiding the topic. I just want to handle it responsibly um, and do the right thing. You know, um, so I just want to be clear. I hear you. You know, I hear you. They hear you. There are advocates there. I'm one of them. Okay. So, folks, the election oddities, including, again, what I agree was a absurd, ridiculous Arizona call. It was unnecessary. But the election oddities keep adding up. There are way too many questions here. Way too many questions. Our resident fact checker, Matt Palumbo, has a piece up at Bongino.com about three more election oddities. I went over yesterday the oddities and the roll-off. On yesterday's show, I talked about how all of these people in unprecedented numbers seem to vote for Joe Biden, but no one else on the ballot. Not their congressman, not their senator, not their dog catcher, not the ballot initiatives, nothing. Yet in every election, the people that vote for the president but don't vote for anyone else, those numbers are pretty comparable every single election. Why not in this one? Why did legions of people vote for Joe Biden and no one else down ballot? In anomalous statistical abnormalities where people are like, huh? Was there fraud there? We don't know yet. But we're entitled to see it, right? I mean, it is only the most important election of our lifetime. You think you're going to stop me from asking questions? You're insane. These leftist lunatics trying to pressure us all to shut up and sit down. No, no, you sit down. I ain't sitting anywhere. Except this chair when I do my show to tell you to go sit down. Matt Palumbo, Bongino.com. This will be up in the show notes. I want you to read this, please. Show notes are accessible at Bongino.com slash newsletter. Three election oddities no one can deny. Matt's very good at this stuff. And you need to understand these oddities because I don't know where the left and the media got the impression that the Trump movement and us specifically are the movement is going away. We're not going away. I'm not sitting down. We're not going to be quiet. We will not be muzzled. We will not be blindfolded. There'll be none of the sort. None of that stuff is going to happen. I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. I'm not sensing any quit at all. I'm sensing a resolute righteousness where people know we were on the right side of this and are eager for the next round in this political boxing match. I'm not sensing any quit at all. And you ain't getting it out of me either. President Trump got the most GOP votes of any presidential candidate on the GOP side of anyone in American history. Let's look at some of these anomalies. Let's go into screenshot here, number one, from Matt's piece about Ohio. Ohio, the bellwether state. It's been a barometer for national opinion. It's had enormous success in forecasting election results. The saying goes, as Ohio goes, so goes the nation. Well, this is interesting. 
Excluding last week's election, the winner of Ohio has gone on to win the presidential election in every single election since 1904, with two exceptions. Republican Dewey won Ohio and then lost to uh, FDR in 1944. And Richard Nixon won Ohio in 1960 and then lost to JFK. Florida is the largest bellwether state. Only twice has a Democrat won the presidency without winning, uh, without winning Florida. No Republican since Calvin Coolidge has won the presidency without it. Now, you may say, all right, Dan, that does seem a bit, seem a bit anomalous that President Trump won both Florida and Ohio, and we somehow lost this election, a rare occurrence in the history of presidential elections. But I get it. Correlation's not causation. I say that all the time in the show, and I'm not a hypocrite. I just want to point out that it is anomalous, tautologically, by definition. Doesn't mean it's fraud, but it is an anomaly, right? Let's get to some more. I just wanted to point that part out to you because I told you yesterday about four or five other anomalies too that just keep adding up because correlation doesn't mean there's no causation either, right? It just means that it's not definitive. You know, people get more colds in the winter. I use this analogy all the time. Does that mean cold weather causes head colds? No, it's not what it means at all means cold weather causes more mucus in your nose because of the dry air. You spend more time indoors. You touch your nose more. You transmit the virus. There's a third variable there, you touching your nose. But when all these anomalies start adding up, maybe there is causation. So let's see. Let's go to number two because there are bellwether counties too. Just like there are bellwether states, there are bellwether counties as well. Vigo County, Indiana has been won by every presidential winner since 1956. And the same is true for New Mexico's Valencia County since 1952. Trump won both of them this year. Vigo by nearly 15 points and Valencia by 11. And they're not the only ones. Nearly every bellwether county was wrong this year, with only 18% of them going for Biden-Harris. Get your head scratching. Thing. I'm, I'm, I'm. All these weird anomalies. Thank you. Joe's head scratching is, 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 is much more effective than mine in the microphone, especially for our terrestrial listeners. <laughs> Good to hear. Yeah. Big time. Again, anomaly on top of anomaly, strange voting patterns in Milwaukee, people failing to properly execute software instructions, ballots in nursing homes showing up on the same day. Say, oh, I got that coming up. Don't you go anywhere. Voting patterns about bellwether counties that have accurately predicted the president by their voting patterns for years that predicted the wrong, that not predicted, that seemed to indicate the wrong guy this time. What about this? Part three of this uh, Matt Palumbo, excellent piece at Bongino.com. Talking about how Joe Biden got all these votes at the top of the ticket, but nobody seemed to vote for anyone else down ballot. No other Democrats, no one for dog catcher, no one. That's really weird how you would just show up to vote for the president. Oh, Dan, that happens. Yeah, it does happen in very predictable numbers. But it happened an awful lot in this election. Was there fraud going on? Were people just trying to speed up the fraud process? We're just asking by voting for the president, not wasting time filling in other ballots. I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. So Matt says in the piece, in other words, we're to believe that Republicans did well everywhere. Bellwether counties, O'Hara, Florida, across the country in House races and Senate races, except the presidency? That seems awfully weird considering Donald Trump drove turnout, not the Republicans down ballot. 
The obvious response to anyone suspecting fraud is, well, if Democrats rigged the election for Biden, why wouldn't they have rigged it for congressional Democrats too? It's a typo there. I got to tell Matt. Yes, T.O. What? <laughs> so I just exposed him. Sorry, Matt. One answer would be that if fraud did occur, it was in a few key swing states that by and large weren't the same states where congressional Republicans excelled. So just to be clear, does this make any sense that congressional Republicans dramatically overperformed? Dramatically. So did uh, the Democrat, uh, excuse me, so did uh, uh, Senate Republicans as well. Tillis, Lindsey Graham, Susan Collins, and others dramatically overperformed, won their races. And yet Trump, who drove the turnout, because we've had unprecedented turnout in this presidential election, not in the midterms, not elsewhere for Republicans, that is, that nobody showed up for Trump, they showed up for the down ballot races. And yet on the Democrat side, everybody showed up for Biden, but didn't vote in the down ballot races? Ombudsman Joe. Ombudsman Paula, you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So you're suggesting to me in a presidential election where the most GOP voters in American history have ever turned out to vote for President Trump, the most 71 million, by far the most, that we had 20,000 people at rallies, that people showed up on that side and voted more, relatively speaking to the Democrats, for down ballot candidates who nobody really was that excited about mm-hmm. and didn't vote for Trump. And on the other side, the reverse happened. No way. It just, and again, I'm not talking raw numbers. I'm but talking relatively speaking to their, to their counterparts. More people were excited. So let me simplify this. Even. Tell me that. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. Cause I always think about ways to make this super simple. You're telling me more people were excited about Lindsey Graham and Tom Tillis on the Republican Senate side beating their opponents, then we're excited about Donald Trump beating Joe Biden. Yeah, it's it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not getting in. It's it's not getting in. It's I'm having one of those liberal adamantium coated skull moments where the facts are not. I, I don't get that. More yeah, people. Man, I'm not listen. I'm not knocking Tillis or Graham. There's no time for GOP on GOP uh, political violence right now. I, we got things to worry about. I'm re- I'm just suggesting in the obvious. That more people were excited about Susan Collins, relatively speaking, beating Sarah Gideon than were excited about Donald Trump. And that makes that makes sense to you. The anomalies, ladies and gentlemen, keep adding up. Let me get to another anomaly here in a second. Listen, let me get to my um, my second sponsor. And I, w- I want to debunk another myth too before I get to this huge, this is, not my, this is like the 20th anomaly, but the second today is the B block of today's show if we want to talk TV lingo, okay? All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> I want to talk about this Secret Service thing too because I'm really getting sick of commentators and talking heads out there. Biden's a president. The Secret Service, you don't know what you're talking about. They have nothing to do with it. I'm going to get to that quickly, too. This is important stuff. Today's show also brought to you by Policy Genius. Listen, shopping for life insurance can seem like a daunting task. But if you've got loved ones that depend on you, it's also really important. That's why Policy Genius makes it easy. They combine a cutting edge insurance marketplace with help from licensed experts to save you time and save you money. Right now, you could save 50% or more by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you're shopping for a policy that could last for more than a decade, those savings really, really start to pile up. It's good for you. Here's how it works. First, head to policygenius.com, policygenius.com. 
In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Policy Genius will compare policies starting at as little as $1 a day. You might even be eligible to skip the in-person medical exam. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. Who's better than you? Policy Genius, they can do it for you. And the best part is that they work for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, don't worry. Policy Genius has it all taken care of. Kind of services earn them. Policy Genius, a, a five-star rating across over 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Five stars. That's tough. My book doesn't even have five stars. You always get people in there. I want to trash you, you know, five stars. That's nice. So if you need life insurance, head to policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com right now to get started. You can save 50% or more by comparing quotes. Policygenius.com when it comes to insurance. It's nice to get it right. All right. Thanks, Policy Genius. All right. One quick thing before I get on to another just strange, crazy anomaly here. The whole nursing home situation in Pennsylvania where everybody seemed to request ballots in the mail at the same time. So hopefully, where was it? What, a coordinated effort in the nursing home? Well, what, what was going on there? But quickly, I heard a couple commentators yesterday across cable news. Uh, you know, the Secret Service is adding a presidential-like blanket of security to, you know, Joe Biden, who I refuse to call president-elect until, you know, there's an actual winner in this race, right? Folks, there's nothing to do with it. I was there. I was there for a transition. You know what happens when you, you know how apolitical the Secret Service is? Let me tell you, Joe, how dramatic this is okay. when presidents change, when you're in the Secret Service. Because I was there for President Bush to President Obama. You know, the transition for the liberals listening. That's what that means. So here's what happens, Joe. It's dramatic. I went to work one night and you know who came out of the bedroom on, what is it, the third floor of the White House? George W. Bush. <laughs> Got in the elevator. You go down and say, very dramatic moment. Of course, it wasn't dramatic. It was, it's 5.30 or 6. He always worked early, 6 o'clock in the morning. And you're like, eh. you're like still on your, trying to get the coffee to kick in. And then Joe, wait for it. You know what happened when I went to work? Was it, I think, two days later? May have been even a day later. Yeah, do tell. After the election and the transition. This is crazy, Joe. Get ready for it. Uh, you know who came out of the bedroom at the White House? Huh. I, you're waiting with bated breath. Barack Obama. What happened? It's magic. What happened? Jeez. What happened? What do you mean? There weren't Egyptians with palm fronds? And a, there wasn't... Uh, uh, there wasn't chanting going on? No. The Secret Service is nothing. That doesn't mean anything. All it means is the election is still up in the air. Joe Biden or Donald Trump, the current president, could win. Joe Biden could win. So the Secret Service has to provide protection for both. I heard Juan say on Foxy, oh man, the Secret Service is giving him like presidential protection levels. So he's definitely the president. There's nothing to do with anything. You, you have no idea what you're talking about. They are totally apolitical. Either side could win. And we're not a third world republic. So we want to make sure that everybody gets protection. It's, trust me, they are as apolitical as it gets. There is no inside Secret Service, eyes wide shut moment. What is the password? Tom Cruise, Fidelio, that's the outside password. There's no moment like that with the 1918 flu masks or whatever. No, the British Black Plague flu mask I mean, with the big long beaks out of there with the fragrances where you're sitting around yeah. in a circle. To, uh, none of that's actually happening. You go to work and you protect who they tell you to protect. And when the race is up in the air, they tell you to protect both sides. So please stop using that stupid talking point because it's dumb. Okay, moving on. Thank you. Getting back to our today in election anomalies section. 
Look at this bad boy. Washington Examiner piece. <laughs> what are the odds of this one? Nursing home anomalies in Pennsylvania. But don't worry, Joe. The left's telling us to move on. Move on.org. Yeah. Move on. It's time to move on. No, no. You can sit your arse down. We'll be moving nowhere until we're confident the election was free and fair. Thank you. Washington Examiner's story. Please read this again in the show notes. Again, subscribe to our newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. That is the show notes. I probably should just stick with one term, but I've confused everyone for years and it's working. So we'll continue to confuse you and interchangeably use show notes and newsletter. We had an open rate of like (laughs) 85% the other day. It was absurd, right? Didn't we? It was crazy. Washington Examiner, Dan Chaitlin. Lindsey Graham, quote, possible uh, ballot harvesting in Pennsylvania involving 2,500 nursing home residents. Wait, what? Now, I'm going to read this first. I'm going to play a little cut of Lindsay, too. So you hear this twice. I want to read it first. So from the examiner piece, when you, this is crazy what went down in Pennsylvania nursing homes. Check this out. So Lindsey Graham, quote, I've got more information. We're now finding potentially that 25,000 nursing home residents in different nursing homes requested mail-in ballots at the exact same time. You can't ballot harvest in Pennsylvania, Graham added. What are the odds that 25,000 people in different locations of the same age group requested at the same time a ballot? Somebody is up to no good in these nursing homes. Joe, I think I need to translate there. And I'll play him in a second again, just because you need to hear this, the deuce. Let me translate for you what that means. Ballot harvesting, which is is legal in some states, including California, is not legal in Pennsylvania. Let me be crystal clear. Ballot harvesting is when third parties are allowed to go collect your ballots. Third parties who are not election officials, so to say. You get what I'm saying? Like someone can knock on your door in in California, in many cases, and as a ballot harvester mm-hmm. and collect your ballots for you as long as you like sign off or something like that. Ballot harvesting is a disaster because there's the chain of cut. Listen, a lot of you cops out there know what I'm talking about. When I was a police officer and you get an evidence, say uh, uh, there's a shooting, you have the you have the gun used in the shooting, the literal smoking gun at the scene. What do you do with it, Joe? You take it, you pick it up with gloves on. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't touch where the fingerprints are. You touch somewhere you, you don't think there are fingerprints. You drop it in an evidence bag. You seal it. You sign it with the date and time. It then goes to the lab for fingerprints. Why? Because you don't want a million people touching it, ruining the chain of custody and putting someone else's fingerprints on it. Right. What's weird, though, is the most important presidential election of our time, states like California have allowed you to take your most sacred voice in our constitutional public, your ballot, give it a... Some Tom, Dick, and Harry, you have no idea who he, she, or, 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 or he, she, some machine you're dropping in a box or, or, or thing the box is. You have no idea what's happening to it. And all of a sudden, we're supposed to be like, whatevs. Ballot harvesting is not legal in Pennsylvania. So what Lindsey Graham is winking and nodding at is, did someone go to those nursing homes in a coordinated effort, because these requests were made conveniently at the same time, Joe, magically, 25,000 nursing home residents all at the same time had a light bulb go off. Hey, I think I should request this ballot right now. What Graham is hinting at is, is there evidence out there? I told you this yesterday, did I not? I never let you down with this. 
Is there evidence out there that somebody was coordinating this effort to request mail-in ballots on behalf of nursing home residents? Were those ballots filled out for those nursing home residents? I mean, we're, we're, just, uh, we're, just, asking, we're just asking questions, right? That's what we do in a republic, right? A constitutional republic. I mean, we're just taking the advice of Hillary Clinton, right? We're actually not taking the advice of Hillary, who was an extremist. Don't concede under any circumstances. I'm not even telling you that. I'm just con- I'm telling you now, don't concede now, because there's nothing to concede. We don't know who won the race yet. Because there's a lot of anomalies out there. That in, uh, you, you know, Joe, you would think a free and fair media, right, that was mm-hmm. interested in determining and distilling down what the facts are would be interesting in putting these rumors to bed. You'd think. And some of them, to be fair, have been. Right. Some election rumors that got out there have been actually debunked. When the media says debunked, they never mean. Some have been. Many have not. And many, there's a lot of evidence that there's something real going on out there. I'm really worried about Pennsylvania. I told you about the other anomaly yesterday, the whistleblower in the post office who signed this sworn affidavit saying he was told to backdate ballots. Gee, that's kind of weird. Maybe we want to look into that. Here's Lindsay. Listen to Lindsay in his own words, telling you like, hey, we got a problem in Pennsylvania. One thing about Lindsay is he's definitely not a big conservative. I think we know that. He was better than the other guy, Harrison, so we're stuck. He's not a big conservative, Lindsay. So when Lindsay says something on the air, he's probably saying it because he knows something. Something I kind of knew yesterday when I told you on the phone. Check this out. You can't ballot harvest in Pennsylvania. What are the odds that 25,000 people in different locations of the same age group requested at the same time uh, uh, a ballot? Somebody is up to no good in these nursing homes. We don't need their permission to look into these allegations. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold that one. I mean, can you keep that in the hopper? I'm not sure I'm going to get that. Uh, Paul is that. That's why I was looking off screen. She's always trying to keep the show and as I go off on my own yeah. show. We have an order in the show. I almost never stick to it anymore. Sorry. It's kind of weird, right? You think Lindsay's just, again, Lindsay's some hardcore right-wing extremist. He's going on Fox in front of, you know, three to five million people to humiliate himself. You, you think that's happening? Better think through that one. All right, let me get to our, another story here. Um, moving on a bit from our anomalies. <laughs> Again, correlation isn't causation. Because two factors are correlated, it doesn't mean it was the cause. But I'm telling you right now, correlation can mean causation. And when you add these data points up, all these anomalous data points, now you see why I'm telling the Trump team and everyone else, there's nothing to concede yet. If we lose fair and square, then we lose. It's not a third world republic. If this election's fair, it's our obligation to step aside. We lost. And to fight in January 2022 and fight again. I'm not giving up anything. I'm not. Ever. It's my country too. I have kids here. What if we would have given up after Carter? We wouldn't have had the greatest eight-year run after Ronald Reagan in our country's history in modern times. I'm not quitting anything. Sorry. I'm not. I want you to listen to this because this is important. I warned you yesterday about the significance of the January 5th runoff election in Georgia for the two United States Senate seats there. Those two seats can determine control of the United States Senate. 
And I cautioned everyone that getting into this post-election maelstrom and like, hey, we're all co- we have to we have to fight on multiple paths because the Democrats are. We have to fight for the president right now for a fair and free election outcome. And we have to keep our eye on Georgia because these two things are going on at the same time. These are parallel paths and they're not going to stop because we want them to. And we just want to focus on what you have to multitask, however inefficient multitasking is. And I get it. It is. But we have to. I warned you about these Georgia races. They're going to happen January 5th in just a couple months, not January 5th, 2022. For both seats. If we lose both seats, it's a 50-50 Senate. You may say, all right, Dan, it's split down the middle. No, it's not. Because the tie-breaking vote, if Joe Biden wins, is the vice president of the United States, who will be Kamala Harris. So it's going to be a 51-50 Senate. We got to win both of those races. We have to. The Democrats are smart. They're not stupid. They can be pernicious. Their policies can be unbelievably destructive, but they are not stupid. So yesterday there was an appearance on Fox. Was it Brett Baer's show? I'm not sure I gave Joe the cut, but it was Joe Manchin. I think it was on Brett Baer's show. It was Brett. Mm -hmm. Joe Manchin. It's Brett. Thank you. Uh, Alleged Democrat from West Virginia. I'm a centrist moderate. Joe Manchin is a weak phony. He falls in line every time the Democrats need him. He takes a few principled air quotes stands, but whenever the Democrats need him to be their crony, Joe Manchin falls right in line. So the Democrats needed a joker. Go out, go, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the ancient Kings, they had their jokers and go dance, yeah. go dance for us. Remember that Joe Manchin's dancing right now for Schumer. I'm going to play this cut of Manchin, and I want to explain to you afterwards the subtext of what Manchin did and how he is pulling the wool over your eyes at the instructions of the Democrat Senate like you've never seen. And if I don't explain this to you, some of them, some of you, especially West Virginia voters, may have been fooled by this joker. All right, check this out. You know, a lot of focus now on those Georgia runoffs and potentially if it all adds up, Tom Tillis wins in North Carolina, Dan Sullivan in Alaska. It looks like those two races could be the control of the U.S. Senate with a tie then going to Vice President Harris. Uh, What do you tell people about that and concern about that, considering all we've heard about the progressive agenda? Well, there's a lot of people that are concerned. There's a lot of fear tactics are being used right now, Brett. If both of the Georgia uh, senators were elected from the Democratic Party, uh, then that would be 50-50 if both Dan Sullivan and Tom Tillis win. 50-50 means there's a tie. But if one senator does not vote on a Democratic side, there is no tie and there is no bill. So I commit to you tonight and I commit to all of your viewers and everyone else that's watching. I want to lay those fears, I want to rest those fears for you right now, because when they talk about whether it be packing the courts or ending the filibuster, I will not vote to do that. I will not vote to pack the courts, I think, and I will not vote to end the filibuster. (laughs) Did you fall for that? (laughs) This guy, Manchin, is the Duke of Bull stuff. (laughs) The Duke. All hail the Duke! This dude is the Duke of Bull. Does it all the time. Every time. He does. All the and, yeah. he, and they keep why do you keep voting for this guy? He is not telling you the truth. Here's what's going on behind the scenes. 
The Democrats are desperate to get control of the Senate. They need these two Senate seats on January 5th because they want to enact the most progressive Green New Deal defund the police nonsense you've ever seen. I'm not kidding. Just read the Biden-Bernie manifesto. It's in their own words, not mine. They are desperate to do it. And as I said to you yesterday, Chuck Schumer's terrified of being primaried by AOC in New York for his Senate seat. So he's catering to the progressive left saying, you don't need AOC. I'll be your progressive monarch here and I'll push all this stuff through. Just give me the opportunity. So he tells, follow me here. He tells Manchin, his his joker, dance for me, Manchin. Go out and dance on Fox News and take the edge off the Georgia races and let people know that you will not stand for this, Joe. Yeah. That if we win those two seats and it's 50-50, I will not stand for this progressive agenda. Now, he may vote against, remember, because Manchin's, he's not stupid. This guy is a, a political zombie. He stays alive no matter what. No matter what you do, he keeps rising. Uh, uh. He comes back from the grave no matter what. I don't understand it. This is what he'll do. He gets permission from Schumer. You think that was some principled move yesterday on Fox? Joe Manchin, standing up for what is right. Believe me, the last few weeks, I've had a lot of standing up for what has been not been easy. Yeah. Especially with all my crap going on. Ugh, that's not to leave that. Thing. That's not what's going on here. He's dancing for Schumer. He went to Schumer and said, listen, I need to get reelected in a couple of years again in West Virginia. So I got to pretend I'm a moderate. So the craziest stuff you guys want to do, like pack the Supreme Court and the filibuster. Do you give me permission to go on Fox in front of the conservatives who may have to vote for me in West Virginia? On Fox, do you give me permission to say I'm going to stand against the two craziest things? But wink and a nod. When you need me for the Green New Deal and the other crap, I'm there for you, buddy. But you need to let me go on Fox and save face. That's exactly what he did. And what did Schumer say? Yeah, yeah, go dance. Dance. <laughs> dance. dance. Look at him, he's dancing. <laughs> he's dancing for us. <laughs> Golf guy. Look at him, Joey's dancing. He did. <laughs> Oh, sad. Does that make sense what he did? Yeah. He's trying to put the country at ease saying, I'm Joe Manchin. I am the the wall, the obstacle, the bulwark against these crazy liberals. I'm a sane Democrat. So don't worry about voting for Democrats in Georgia, because even when we win, I will stop the nonsense. Hey, still, look, he's dead. Don't fall for it. Manchin's a fraud. Schumer's a fraud. And that was done intentionally yesterday. He's only doing it to take the edge off the ads in Georgia. They're going to run against the two Democrats. They're going to run ads, obviously saying, vote for them. Look what you're going to get. Defund the police, Green New Deal, which is true. And then the Democrats, Warnock and Ossoff are going to say, you know, that's not true. We're not going to vote for it. And look, we got Manchin out there, too. Don't worry. for we're, we're really a sane party. All right, I got another spot here, but folks, <laughs> the next segment of this show, the bull stuff monsoon continues. And we call them hurricanes here in Florida, but I'm going to stick with monsoon. 
The bull BS monsoon continues today as the Democrats and the media try to retcon history. What's retconning? I'll get to that in a minute. Don't miss this next segment. They're just going to rewrite it. Orwell style. Everyone wants to keep their home and family safe, whether it's from a break in, a fire, flooding, or a medical emergency. Hey, Simply Safe Home Security delivers exactly that award winning 24 7 protection. With Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors, you get the best professional monitors in the business. They've got your back day and night, ready to send police, fire, EMTs when you need them straight to your door. We have Simply Safe. I have a background in security. That's what I did. I choose Simply Safe. They have an arsenal of sensors we use and cameras. You can have two that protect every inch of your home. You can set up yourself in about 30 minutes. Paula set it up by herself. I went to sleep. I woke up one day. Paula had the whole thing set up. It's really that easy. Simply Safe's professionals can take over, monitoring your home 24-7, ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. Plus, with Simply Safe, there's no long-term contract, no hidden fees or installation costs. Right now, my listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe sim- uh, a system, excuse me, at Simply Safe. That's with an I, by the way. S-I-M-P-L-I. SimplySafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Don't forget that URL. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino today for your free security camera today. It's a great system. That's simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. The app is super easy to use as well. Thanks, Simply Safe, for supporting the show. We appreciate it. All right, so as I said, the bull stuff monsoon continues. As the media now, in going full Pravda, full Soviet, we need the Soviet national anthem. Someone told me it's not copyrighted we can use it so we really need that uh, uh, <laughs> yeah that moment in the beginning of rocky four when drago and and, and rocky are looking at each other and the soviet answer and, actually, and then they all snap to it <laughs> so we, here we go it's, it's happening joe that's playing right now in the new york times newsroom okay because the bs monsoon continues they really they're all at full salute they are retconning history what's retconning well the media, now that they think Joe Biden has won and nothing's over yet, I'm conceding nothing because there's nothing to concede. They're retconning. What is retconning? Remember the Halloween movies, Michael Myers? Remember that? Remember old Michael with the, with the mask and stuff? The old man mask with the brown hair and everything? So when you retcon movies, what you do is you, there's four or five sequels. As the fifth or sixth sequel comes out, Halloween 7. You know, revenge of Michael Myers' stepdaughter's uncle. Everybody pretty much thinks it's stupid, and they stop. So what they do is they retcon the series. In other words, because the sequels are supposed to be linear, like this stuff actually happened to Michael Myers, and they sucked, pardon my language, they retcon the story, pretend none of the sequels happened, and they just start over. It's like, remember Wayne's World with the hockey when the when the when the car comes by and they stop it and they start again, that's they just stop the whole series and they start over like none of the sequels ever happened. So that happened with the Halloween movies. There was just recently a new one added. It was actually pretty decent, and all of the Halloween sequels, none of it made any sense. They started right again at the end of Halloween one, as if all of the other stuff never happened. That's what's happening now. The media is retconning history. They're going back to what happened in the Trump administration and all of the policy sequels, Operation Warp Speed, the tax cuts, the great economy, uh, historically low black and Hispanic unemployment, and they're retconning it and they're going to make believe none of it happened and they're going to somehow give Joe Biden credit for it. Paula said to me this morning, I kid you not. Well, that scratch was loud when I do a little goatee, which is going to fall out. I start chemo on Tuesday. So get used to seeing Dan Bongino. I'm putting a hat on. I'm very sorry. 
I'm not, I, I'm putting a hat on because you don't want to see my bald head. You don't, especially my, with me without the goatee, this face is a face for radio if I've ever seen one. What? What? Thank you. My wife said, no, it's not. I appreciate that. It means a lot. And I'll be fine. It starts on Tuesday. But she didn't believe me this morning that they're going to try to retcon history, literally rewrite the Trump administration. But that's what Pravda, uh, <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> We always need evidence, right? That's what we do here. Kind of the whole evidence thing. So let's go to piece of evidence number one. Great article at The Federalist. I love The Federalist by David Marcus. Check this out in the show notes today. Media lies about drug company Pfizer's partnership with Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed. New York Times writes this story, which is really weird, where they quote someone from Pfizer who was intimately involved with Operation Warp Speed, which, so you understand, is the Trump administration's effort to create a vaccine that has now been created and deemed 90% effective. Trump is still the president. The media is now unbelievably retconning the story. And Pfizer didn't help, by the way. Pfizer was like, yeah, we didn't take any R&D money from this. Here we go. Quote from Pfizer, which made it into the New York Times which unbelievably, Joe, didn't think to fact check this at all. We've never taken money from the U.S. government or from anyone. You didn't. Then they went on to claim Pfizer was never part of Operation Warp Speed. Warp Speed. This is simply not true. That's just made up. Like the New York Times didn't fact check that? Part two. As NPR reported in July, the government reached a deal for nearly $2 billion to help distribute the vaccine. Joe, it gets better. Pfizer's own press release in July announced that the U.S. government placed an initial order of 100 million doses for $1.95 billion. <laughs> well, no money went into the vaccine's research and development, but Pfizer absolutely did take government money and was forced to walk back their own executive statement. Doesn't matter. The New York Times already contributed to the retconning, and now people in the public who are not as smart as you in this audience here already believe that the development of this vaccine, whether you like vaccines, that's your call. I'm not, I'm, I'm not into this government forcing anybody to do anything. I'm a libertarian at heart. I'm just telling you the facts that Operation Warp Speed, Pfizer was part of it, which led to the development of a vaccine under the Trump administration in record time because Trump stole the president. It's fantasy. <laughs> They're going to retcon the whole story. With a P. Fantasy. There's... <laughs> Maybe the, the total. Because you, I, I actually got that. Yeah. Sometimes, not today. P-fantasy, like P-Pfizer. Yes. <laughs> like a niche or a knife. <laughs> They're going to make up the whole story. So when this doesn't, when this starts to get debunked, New York Times, they'll issue a correction 72 days later. As long as the whole country now believes Pfizer had nothing to do with the Trump administration's efforts. So let that... Let that fester, right, Joe? Like kombucha for a couple days <laughs> yeah. or like the mother at the top of apple cider vinegar. Let that fester. And when the word and the narrative gets out there, the Trump administration had nothing to do with the vaccine. They actually had everything to do with. Then all of a sudden issue a correction that nobody will see. Yes. And then when that gets in, go to plan B. Well, what's plan B? I'm going to get to that in a second. Andrew Cuomo started plan B yesterday. But I want to get to this retconning again as well. How I'm telling you, they're just making stuff up. Retconning again, pretending the Michael Myers sequels never happened and just go right back to, no, no, this is the sequel to the first one. 
You already had a sequel to first. Now forget that. That sucked. We're going to a new one. Okay, whatevs. You just found out Michael Myers been in an institution the whole time since Michael Myers won. Wasted all my time with those other sequels. Can I get my money back? Check out this one from Pink News. This is classic. Hat tip uh, Greg Price over, I think he's at the Daily Caller. This is a doozy. Total retcon here. Joe Biden, this is their, uh, their Twitter feed, Pink News. Joe Biden is almost certain to make Pete Buttigieg America's first out gay cabinet official. Here's where he could land. He, he is? Pete Buttigieg, just to be clear, is the first gay cabinet official? Out gay cabinet? I'm, I, I'm puzzled because I... Let's, let's, let's just check Pink News from earlier. Oh, here's Pink News from, from February of this year. Donald Trump just appointed his first openly gay cabinet member, Rick Grinnell. It's the same, it's the same, it's the same thing. The same pink news. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's a retcon. None of, the, none of the sequels ever happened. Rick Grinnell didn't exist. Rick Grinnell's a fake person, according to he doesn't exist. He's a, he's a character in a fable, in a novel. He was in Michael Myers 3. What, what was Michael Myers 3? Season of the Witch? He was in Season of the Witch. That didn't even have anything to do with Michael Myers. That was a dopey mask. Remember that? It was a horrible movie. It's got a cult following now. That was Rick Grinnell. Season of the Way. He doesn't really exist. They're just going to retcon it totally. Donald Trump had nothing to do with the vaccine, and Rick Grinnell doesn't exist or wasn't gay. Oh, okay. Good call there, media. You really nailed that one. <laughs> People take these idiots seriously. Let me get to my last sponsor. I want to get back to Andrew Cuomo, who when the retcon that Donald Trump had nothing to do with the vaccine, when that gets discredited like we just did and people start to figure that out, they're going to move on to plan B, which is, well, Donald Trump, his plan for distribution of the vaccine is horrible and Joe Biden cleaned it up. Okay, sure. All right. My gosh, it's a lot of work debunking these idiots every day. Today's show brought to you by our friends at ZipRecruiter. Our Zip Recruiter. Businesses have had to be flexible this year, from working remotely to pivoting their business models for long-term survival and growth. You have restaurants, they're moving their dining outdoors, they're adding takeout and catering options. Some consumer packaged goods companies have shifted to focus more on surface cleaners or personal hygiene products for obvious reasons. If you're in charge of hiring for your business, these pivots have made your job even more challenging especially if you had to hire for brand new roles. Thankfully, there is a place you can count on to make your hiring faster and easier. Important. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent to over 100 top job boards with one click. Then ZipRecruiter's powerful technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder that four out of five employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See it for yourself. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. Get the URL. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Let ZipRecruiter take hiring off your plates. You can focus on growing your business in the bottom line. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Thanks, ZipRecruiter. We appreciate it. So what they can't retcon... Donald Trump had nothing to do with the vaccine. Pete Buttigieg, the first openly gay cabinet member. This is, none of that's actually true. 
Well, they'll do that is they'll try to fashion a narrative going forward. So the narrative now that a vaccine has been developed, clearly under the Trump administration, because it's been developed and Trump is still president, last time I checked. Is ama- Joe, isn't it amazing we're having these conversations with actual media people who have to be told this? Yeah, weird. Trump's the president. Yeah. They announced the vaccine yesterday. Did you guys miss all this? If then equations, again, modus ponens, modus tollens, college, everything that logic, I'm just checking. Apparently it doesn't work in newsrooms. You know, with 18 year olds who just graduated with journalism degrees. <laughs> so Andrew Cuomo is leading the way. And one of the most abhorrent, disgusting media appearances I've seen in modern times, instead of everyone sitting back and saying, you know what? I may not like the president. Andrew Cuomo clearly doesn't. But you know what? Nice work with this vaccine. I'm not kidding. Endless hours and countless lives could be saved. And it was the right thing. And as the governor of a state that was significantly hit by coronavirus, and in this delicate transition time, which he would say, not me, but it's only appropriate to say this is a good thing for all of us. Principled statement, right? That's what I tried to do to you with you today on another issue. The principles should matter. But they didn't matter to Andrew Cuomo because he doesn't have any principles. Because he went on the air and said this absolute absurdity yesterday, which is one of the most offensive things I've ever heard. Check this out. It's a vaccine distribution in the next two months. What do you make of this news? Uh, well, it's it's good news, bad news, George. The good news is uh, the Pfizer tests look good and we'll have a vaccine shortly. The bad news is uh, that it's about two months before Joe Biden takes over. And that means this administration is going to be implementing a vaccine plan. Get ready. We are always ahead of the curve here. We don't have any special powers Neither Joe nor I are the Stygian witches, our favorite Stygian witches from the class. Give me the eye where they can see the fume. That's on. I just have been doing this for a very long time. The narrative going forward is this. Every single hiccup in the distribution plan, Joe, there'll be one person in East Tuna Fish somewhere in the middle of nowhere who doesn't get the vaccine or gets it a day after they wanted it. Mm -hmm. The New York Times others will be out there tomorrow because they don't want to give Trump credit for anything. They have to acknowledge, they're going to have to acknowledge eventually it was his administration with the vaccine in conjunction with the free market. They don't want to do it. So now they're going to highlight every single hiccup, be like, look how disastrous this plan is. Look at this. Joey Bag of Donuts in East Tuna Fish. He said he was going to get the vaccine on Friday and Joe, he got it on Saturday. Here's another one. The vaccine from Pfizer has to be stored in deep cold. There'll be some batch somewhere that'll get spoiled. The truck will break off on the side of the road in the middle of Florida. And the batch with the big Trump did it. He drove that car off the road himself. He popped the brake lines with Trump. And then what'll happen if Joe Biden wins? If he wins, what'll magically happen, Joe? No. The red con- the next day they'll forget all those stories. Mm-hmm. Everything about the distribution will be wonderful. And what'll the narrative be? Joe Biden came in and he cleaned it all up. Joe Biden's like a logistics czar now. He should be doing spreadsheets and Microsoft project stuff because he's so smart. You know, he's smart enough to get 10% from the Chinese is the big guy. Sure enough, he can figure out the distribution <laughs> plan for the vaccine, right? Right. Tell me that. Tell me. Tell you know this too. You've been 
arrow hand. I got to stop the, don't point, arrow hand, right? Tell me, Armacost, this is not going to happen. It's going to the, happen. They're going to highlight every guaranteed brother. To the last guaranteed. second. <laughs> yeah. They, till the last and the minute Joe Biden raises his right hand, if he wins, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is so, it's like magic. <laughs> there were no more complaints anywhere about the vaccine. It's incredible. People in, in Peoria and Omaha and Chicago are out there. They're chanting in the streets how wonderful the are. <laughs> worshiping Golden Castle. Joe Biden, he cleaned up the plan. The plan is fixed, Joe Biden. Guaranteed. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, I have on good authority, on unimpeachable authority, that the Biden team is going to these Pfizer executives. You heard it here first. Well, maybe not first, but you definitely, I don't know who else reported, so I shouldn't say that categorically, but I'm pretty sure we may be first. I have on good authority that the Biden team is going to the Pfizer executives and the vaccine makers and others saying, don't say anything, but the Trump plan's pretty good. We're not going to change anything. Bingo! Heard it here first. I'll put my entire credibility on the line on it. The public statements and what's going on behind the scenes will be totally different. Trump plans a mess. It's totally terrible. Behind the scenes, it's really good. Don't change anything. Because after election day, we're just going to give Joe Biden credit for it. And some people on the other side are like, we're down, bro. Totally. Totes my goats. We're down. Really pathetic. I've never steered you wrong. You watch right after if he wins, he's sworn in. It'll be the greatest distribution plan ever. They'll be like, oh, all right, maybe Trump had a little bit to do with the vaccine's creation and his leadership. But no, no, he screwed up the whole plan. Biden fixed it. We're really responsible. Every inoculation Joe Biden's going to do himself. You know what is Joe? They're going to have a line at the White House. You know, like on Halloween when the president gives <laughs> out candy, there's going to be a line. Joe Biden's going to be there with alcohol swabs. Hold on, folks. I got to swap. Yeah, I got to swap. Here it is. Yeah, I have to clean my phone anyway. But Joe, Joe, oh, come on. Hey, Joey. Hey, little Joe. Hey, Tony, come over. It's time for your swap. Here we go. Got to clean my mind. Swab oh, him yeah. up. Here's his shoulder. Hey, let's do it. Wait, what are you doing, Joe? Here, swab him up. Do we got, can you go get me a syringe, Paul? It's unfortunate we have too many of those around the house these days. You know, <laughs> what happens? I mean, it's a thingy when it's you. When it's someone else, it's definitely not a thingy. But when it's me, it's a thingy. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. We really appreciate it. I feel so great. You're so wonderful. That he's going to do it himself. It's going to be a line of people. Matter of fact, this year for Thanksgiving, they're not even going to pardon a turkey. They're just going to bring in people on Thanksgiving, <laughs> and Joe Biden's going to do the inoculations himself. It's going to be that's it. And they're going to be, and the press is going to be, oh, no, 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 no wait. It's going to be in order. First, they're going to come in and, oh, first, they're going to do the Soviet national anthem because they got to pledge allegiance to their masters. And then, then, then they will get into specifics and the Joe Biden chance. Then it'll be the Biden chance. It'll be like at the end of Conan the Barbarian when they're all worshiping the, the James Earl Jones character. Right? Remember, he's sitting at the top and they're all chanting for him. That, that's the media for Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I ever tell you how much I hate injections? Yes. I ever told you that? <laughs> How much I hate needles? I haven't told you today. I'm telling oh, you again. I am. Do not mistake my 6'1", 223-pound frame. I was weighed last week. Do not mistake it for someone who's not absolutely terrified of it, like a five-year-old. Because I am. And because I love you. 
and I speak the truth, even when it makes me look like a darn fool, I am terrified. And I have been stuck to death, to death. Stop sticking me with stuff. Now I got this chessboard. Check this out. You see that? You'd stick that thing right in there. Beautiful. You stick the needle right in the chessboard. It's there. And you put a little like this cream on top and it numbs it out. You don't feel anything. It's the greatest thing ever. They pour this cocktail into you and you don't feel a damn thing. Thank you to Mr. Chessport thingy creator. Paul is like, I can't even tell you. This is a new record today for Paula gesticulations in the background. She's got her head in her hand. I can't believe this show is happening today. <laughs> even during the break, she's like, really? You sure? Yes, I'm sure. I've never been more sure. All right, one last quick segment because it's important. So you know that guy in the New York Times wrote that piece about my Facebook page a few weeks ago? So he's obsessed with, I don't know what it is, trying to get us banned from Facebook or, or whatever. I, I, I don't get it. I'm not going to try to read his mind. It's so disingenuous. It's beyond belief. They pretend to be straight with you. They never are. I've been hip to the routine for a while. So whatever. But his name is Kevin Roos. Put out a tweet yesterday. Again, I mean, it's just, he's obsessed with getting us all kicked off uh, fake book. And I mean, they just lie. This is just made up. So this is Kevin Roos, New York Times guy, who really just has his mission in life is to censor people he disagree with. He disagrees with. It's clear as day right now. He says, Facebook is absolutely teeming with right-wing misinformation right now. These are among the 10 most engaged URLs on the platform over the last 24 hours. And if you notice, one of the stories is out as a uh, Bongino.com story about the Michigan legislature meeting in an emergency session to investigate election uh, fraud or election irregularities. That's the actual article he cites. So let me be crystal clear what he's saying. He put out in a tweet on his platform to try to pressure Facebook. Look at this article at Bongino.com. He has other articles too from the Daily Word. By the way, all the articles he cites are true. All four of them. And he's like, this is misinformation. In other words, you know, because they're Soviets. That's what they do. They just, that's what Soviets don't like disagreement. So they have to have everybody silenced. They disagree with. So they make stuff up. They make stuff up like, this Bongino.com story about the Michigan legislator meeting is, 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 is misinformation on Facebook. It is? Because here's the actual article with a quote from the Michigan legislature that met. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just checking. Bongino.com. This is the article she said by the great Liz Vaughn, who's a lot smarter apparently than Kevin. Michigan legislature holds rare emergency session to investigate possible election irregularities. Joe, this is clearly misinformation. The New York Times said so. Yeah. Except when you go down in the piece and you read the actual quote from the Michigan legislature that was meeting. This is the New York Times. This is the New York Times. This is hilarious. Um, fake book will ban us tomorrow over this. They'll say it's fake news. Here's the quote. Michigan House Speaker Lee Chatfield issued a statement after the hearing that had been announced on Friday. I, I thought that was fake. What do you mean the hearing didn't happen? The statement read, quote, for Kevin and others, that means they actually said this. That's what a quote is. Every single legal vote needs to be counted, regardless who cast it or who they voted for. And then the candidate who wins the most of the votes will win Michigan's electoral votes, just like it's always been. 
Nothing about that process has changed in 2020. That was a statement after the hearing and the hearing they announced that the, that's misinformation. You understand what's going on right now? The Soviet media, the Soviet tech tyrants, and others out there, Democrat activists and congressional committees, are going to triple down now that they think Joe Biden has won on suppressing you brutally. Brutally. Removing your Facebook page, removing hashtags, removing your ability to speak. And these people in the media, like Kevin, are a part of it. By falsely tarring people with a misinformation label on a story that is 100% true. I'll get no apology from him at all, even though I was gracious enough to give him my time. And I'm not patting myself on the back. Self-praise stinks, but I don't talk to reporters anymore. But in effort to get our side out, I thought it may be a good idea to talk to him for about 45 minutes. You know what? That was a mistake. I won't repeat again. Because he's a liar. Ridiculous. But people are fighting back. My companies out there that I have an interest in, Parlor and Rumble, which are alternatives to places like Facebook and YouTube, we've been rocking all weekend. And today, check out the story by the Post Millennial. Bongino back parlor soars the number one spot in the app store, passing TikTok and YouTube. By Mia Cathell of the Post Millennial. Nice. Hey, me doing it. I can only download that app once. And as I said to you yesterday, I'll say again today. I'm not kidding. When I, say, I take no credit for it. I helped. I put it out there. I put my name behind it. But it's you doing it. It's you doing it. You had enough of Twitter? We're here for you at Parler. By the way, it's P-A-R-L-E-R, not O-R. That other app is like getting a ton of that because people keep mistaking it. You're sick of YouTube? Go to Rumble. You're sick of Facebook? Come back to us at Parler. We can do the same stuff. We're going to give you alternatives, and we appreciate it. I'm in this fight with you. All right, folks, I'm going to have to wrap up today. Still got videos I haven't gotten to, but I'll have to get to them tomorrow. I've been holding them for a couple of days, and I also want to talk about this like near apocalypse in Venezuela because we're going to have a real, this socialism threat is growing if we lose the Senate, God forbid, on January 5th, and God forbid we lose this presidential race. But again, I just want to say I'm, I hear you, and I'm with you, and I'm doing my best, the best I can. I promise you, there's... I have no other motive here. They're absolutely pure and to stand for what's right and to get the right people in the right places listening. Now read into that all you want, but we have a voice, we're using it and we think we can make real change going forward in real places that matter. I got a lot going on. So step back a little bit over the coming weeks. I, I hope you all understand, but I'm listening to you. You matter. And please continue the feedback, positive or negative. This show is here for you. There's nothing. I want to be crystal clear on this. And I am going to point now because it matters. There is nothing that matters more to me, to Joe, to Paula, to Drew, to Matt at Bongino.com, or to anyone else, John, Liz, anyone else who's worked with us or for nothing. You matter. Your feedback matters. You're all that matters to me. You got it? I hope so. 
All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to the show. It helps us move up the charts. We're number one on Apple Podcasts. I'm honestly stunned. I know we've had a popular show, but I never thought we'd be number one in the whole country. So we're, we're number one. I appreciate you go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe. That's how you get to the top of the charts. So thanks a lot for doing that. And Rumble, please, if you can watch, watch on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. Subscribe there too. Um, it's always free. We really appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.